Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley, and I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host. Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, we're going to be talking about something that's near and dear to your heart. We're going to be talking a bit about teen grief, because I know when your brother was killed, you were a little bit beyond teenage, but uh, your sister was uh, 14 and you were what? I was 20 and my two sisters were teenagers. Yeah. So Rebecca was 19 and Heather was 14 at the time. And I was 20, so I wasn't that far away from being a teenager. Right. So uh, the guest we're going to have on today lost a dad, uh, not a sibling, but he's got a lot to say about teen grief because he, at 15, lost his dad and he's gone on to do some wonderful work with people and helping to heal after loss. So hi, would you like to introduce him? Sure, I'd love to. So our guest today is Dr. Frank Powers. And as you said, mom, he's no stranger to grief and loss because when he was just 15 years old, his father died suddenly of a heart attack. And Frank today is a psychologist and an artist, and he lives in Scottsdale, Arizona. He has two master's degrees, one from Arizona State University in guidance and counseling, and one from Columbia in the School of Social Work, which is where I teach, and I also went there. So we have that in common. And he also has a doctorate degree from the Union Institute. He has been in private practice for 40 years. Welcome to the show, Frank. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. It's great to have you on. And, you know, Heidi and I were talking about the show uh, before we started, and, and uh, she was very curious to see uh, if you went into the field of counseling. And I know you worked with kids a lot. And, uh, you know, did you get into that? Because what happened to you, we're curious. And also, how did you deal with it being a 15-year-old? Well, my dad was a very interesting guy. He was a pilot and he worked in, for the Bureau of Reclamation, which meant he went up and checked power lines all over Northern Arizona. And I was on a baseball diamond, mm-hmm. my coach. And the minister of the church suddenly came on to the baseball diamond while I was playing. And I said, what are they doing here? You know, I had never seen these two two guys together. I didn't even know they knew one another. They called me over and said, something's happened to your dad. So that was the beginning. The minister took me home and they had removed the body of my father. And I was there. And the beginning of a very long voyage into the world of psychology, grief, bereavement, hope, and and survival. Mm-hmm. And I think the interesting thing that I, I would talk uh, with Dr. Gloria about is that actually things changed for me dramatically after my father died. I became a celebrity at school because none of the other kids had had a father. So it was really interesting for me because all of a sudden I went from obscurity to being well-known because I was the guy who lost his father. 
I didn't know quite what to do with the celebrity. And I felt really guilty about it. And I think that's the important thing to realize about kids is sometimes, you know, I think positive things come out of loss and you feel guilty about it. Mm -hmm. And so it was really interesting for me because my father dies and I become a celebrity, not because of something I did, but was something that happened. I didn't feel I deserved it. And so it was quite a while before I was able to turn that into something that I said, you know what? I like the idea that people were, were concerned about me and, and liked me. And, you know, whether it was out of a bereavement or something, I wanted to make the most of it. And I think sometimes kids don't, they feel guilty and they don't. Well, you know, you know in, in hearing you, Frank, what I'm struck by is the level of emotion that you have, which I think is important for people to see. Because I think when we revisit our stories, even if they were a long time ago and, and put them out in the world, it evokes deep emotion oftentimes. Oh, you know? I, I see that all the time in my practice. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's kind of a healing process every time, of course, you talk about it. Every time you go back over it, there's a certain amount of healing. And, you know, even at being an old guy, it still has meaning for me. Right, exactly. And you're still very much attached to your father in a new and different way, but you've still got major feelings and feelings for what happened and are very attached, which yeah. I, in a healthy way, I think, you know, we have continuing bonds and our relationships change, but and, they're and still I, there. I would, I would say that I think one of the things that I learned very much is that out of grief, positive things can come. Mm -hmm. And I think if you can help kids realize that it's okay well and i think that's an important takeaway too here because you were saying here you are a teenage boy 15 years old your father dies and i mean teenagers don't want to appear different for neg you know for things like that and I, I almost said a negative thing because you know when my brother died i didn't want to be seen as somebody the kid that had the brother die but in this case it felt like Although it was a horrible thing, it felt like people rose to the occasion and supported you. Your friends, is that true in the kids? Absolutely. The Teachers, coaches, kids, they were all there. That's amazing. I love that you felt supported by peers. Yeah. Well, I think it was a major reason why I went into the field. Mm -hmm. so, so from there, I you felt like- you... The power of that of that attention and that reaching out. And it felt like also, I, I appreciate the fact that you were so candid and honest with the fact that you felt a little bit of guilt. I did. So the guilt of being the kid that got all the attention because his father had died. Yeah, and I would have never anticipated that, that, mm -hmm. that, that would be a part of the grief process, but it became something then I think in my work that that it was really helpful because 
when I worked with kids who lost their parents, I would help them feel okay and not guilty about whatever positive thing came out of it. Because you don't think about positive things coming out of losing someone, but it does. Now I've worked with a lot of teenagers and I worked with a, a major amount of teenagers that lost firefighter fathers in the World Trade Center. And so what their mothers are most concerned about with these teenagers were concerned about, because I worked with these kids for about 10 years, was that the boys especially weren't talking about it, the teenage boys. Did you feel like you were able to express yourself and talk about it? Or were you more quiet with your mom? uh, Well, the nice thing was that friends, teachers, and other people kind of forced me to do it, which was very helpful. So they forced you, they kind of helped you to open up, it sounds like. Well, they would kind of bring it up subtly. And and I didn't know exactly what to do with that at the time. And, but actually, it was very helpful because it wasn't a secret. I wasn't having to keep it as a secret. I, it wasn't this awful thing about me. It was something that people could relate to. What about your mom? Did you feel like you could open up to her and talk to her or did you feel like you needed to protect her and be strong for her well my mother was in a a real terrible place in terms of her own grief and guilt and um it you know she was not available i felt like an orphan i lost my father but i also lost my mother well that's interesting and and i know my mom is thinking this but when you have a sibling die you often feel like it's a double loss as well. Yes. You feel like you've lost, I felt like well, I've lost my brother, but you also feel like you lose the emotional availability of your parents because well, they are in deep They're grief in their own grief. You know? Exactly. And, and, exactly. And, and so my mom was just like a walking zombie, you know, for so long. And yeah. so it really was like being an orphan because I was an only child. So mm-hmm. I didn't even have siblings. And I don't know. I mean, you had that experience of having siblings. Were they helpful to you? Or did you feel that that you were kind of alone with it? They were helpful only in the fact that I didn't have to be alone with my grieving parents, to be quite honest with you. We didn't talk about Scott a lot at the beginning because it was almost like if I brought him up, I would, and they, I knew they had a similar experience. It would be too painful. Yeah, but just being there to support each other through my parents' loss was helpful. Yeah. We didn't feel alone. So, I mean, Mom, what is being here? What does this bring up for you? Because I know a lot of these things. There's a lot of similarities with you know, mm-hmm. sibling loss. Well, I think loss. I think it, it it actually makes me feel really comforted because uh when frank talks about it i realized that you guys were okay i mean that you've gone on and other other things but i'm thinking more hearing him thinking about being a parent and worrying about your you know your kids because you're so darn Mm -hmm. worried about your kids is number one and and frank's such a great example of how you can take it with you and still touch it but you go on and live a really full life and use it in wonderful ways to help other people like you have, Heidi. So it makes me, it it comforts me as a parent, really. So I guess for both of you, I'm going to ask you a question. For the parents, you both had teenagers. I mean, you were a teenager, Frank, when your father died. Mom, 
you had teenage children when Scott died. For those parents out there that are really worried about their surviving teens right now, because there's been a family death, what advice would you give those parents? Well, first of all, I'd say, hey, look at my daughters and um, they're doing fabulously. And, and there have been some rough times getting you know, to where people are. And you are gonna go through some rough times and you're gonna have trouble. The teens are gonna have trouble, but it's always hard to decide whether they're really having trouble because of the loss or if it's just regular teenage stuff. So I always suggest to people that if you're bereaved and you're worried, really worried about one of your teens or you just aren't sure, go to a friend that you like that has kids that age or that you admire what they're doing and say, you know, here's, I'm worried about, you know, one of my kids and this is what they're doing and this is, you know, behavior or, you know, there may be even a school guidance counselor that you like, but go to somebody who absolutely knows kids that age. Don't go to a therapist who doesn't have any kids and is, you know, reparenting for you. Go to somebody who has kids and find out if what's going on is normal and divide that, you know, and decide whether that their behavior is really problematic or not, or if they're just, and also I think you have to be careful that you set firm limits with kids because you can let things go because of your own grief. And so you do have to stop in and pay some attention, you know, so I don't know, what do you think, right? Well, I, I felt like I had to grow myself at that point because my mother was disabled and by the grief. And so the interesting thing was that's where the YMCA fit in for me because it's like a second home. Yeah, tell them about your whole YMCA. It's a wonderful story. Uh, the the um, YMCA secretary that was there in the Phoenix Y just took me under. His, uh, I'm not sure I know what the direction would have been if I didn't have any, you know, uh, a model and he provided a model. So you had somebody that stepped in as like a big brother yes. to, to he, he be act- there for you actually after worked, your dad died. He actually counseled, counseled my mother. So I, uh-huh. I got the first experience of what that would be. Well, there you go. It was exactly what I said. Your mother had somebody talking to her who understood he, he, kids that age. And and it was it was so helpful because I I couldn't help her. I couldn't be there for her. And to and to see this person do that was an example what I wanted to do. That's amazing. And so you ended up going yeah. into the fields. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of surprised about all the emotion, but it was such a pivotal point in my life. Mm-hmm. It certainly made me aware of how important people are at that moment. Yeah. And if they, if they're available and they, and they, and they show up right how important and what a difference it makes so now you've gone on to do camps for kids and all sorts yeah. of stuff well I don't know. It, it was a start of a 40-year career of doing the same thing that i had experienced mm-hmm. so it was very important 
in my decision about what I was going to do with my life. And it was pivotal. And I have to say that I was lucky. I'm not sure that all kids have someone, but it's really important for, I think, a parent to realize if you can't do it, you need to really be able. And I remember my mom really supporting my connection. Teenagers that are with parents that are dealing with their own grief, there's a, if they can get into some kind of support program, there are so many things out there for kids right now. Yeah, the support is available. Mm -hmm. You just have to realize that it's really crucial. If you want the child to make turn this, this tragedy into something that can be helpful for them, they, knew they need support. And I don't think most parents are capable of doing that at the time. I just don't think it, mm -hmm. that it's reasonable to expect them to do something. There's got to be someone or somebody or some organization that's there for them. And that makes them feel like, you know, they're not an orphan. You know, they do have something. Yeah, I agree. I think it's really important. You know, after 9-11, they, they had firefighters that, that lived go yeah. in and mentor the families where Absolutely. there was someone that died. And that, that was crucial. really, really important. Right. And there and are the parents need to support that, you know, yes. and I think it's hard for them to want to bring someone else into that, that mm -hmm. uh, arena f for them. You know, they think we need to handle this ourselves and no, no. Right. And that's why I love the compassionate friends. If you've had yeah. a sibling die, you know, a child die, they have peer support programs for surviving siblings. Yes. Tuesday's children is another one. I'm very, I'm very involved with Tuesday's children and they are an organization that's free and has peer support programs for teens that have had any kind of loss. So please out there, if you have a teenager. I think that is absolutely crucial. Yeah. And for parents not to feel guilty that they're not taking care of their kids. They need to find someone who's not in grief. Right. And then, like you said, there's a lot of camps like Camp Aaron, the uh, COPE program. There's many, many shows we've done for teenagers that, like you said, where you can go get support, where you can go get mentors, where you can go get help because parents are often in their own pain and they're doing the best they can, but they can't always be there for their surviving children. Well, Frank, thank you so much for being on our show today. You're awesome. Thank and, you. And thank you for everything you do to help the world heal. Thank you, Frank, and thanks everybody for joining us on the show today. And Heidi and I, and I'm sure Frank, want to remind you that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own, and God bless. Thank you very much. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation, where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.